really being able to assess where the person's at from a neurosomatic perspective, which are the tools that I use is the most important because I have a hundred different modalities I can use, but I have to actually test and assess and make sure your nervous system and your subconscious actually responds to that positively, or else I could potentially be pushing you further into shutdown. All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Are you struggling with email marketing for your coaching business? Building an email list is crucial to connect with your clients and increase conversions, but it's not easy. That's where the Cleaning Hacks List Builder and Marketing Kit comes in. You'll get everything you need to build an email list of raving fans and potential clients, including a lead magnet, cover images, opt-in page, thank you page, and follow-up emails. And the best part, it's completely free. And if that isn't enough, has also created video guides to walk you step-by-step through the setup process. Download your free kit and make it happen. Hey guys, I'm really excited to be here with Holly Jo. We are gonna dive into stress, trauma, women leadership, all of that stuff that you would love to hear in this podcast. So Holly Jo, can you just introduce yourself, tell tell everyone a little about yourself? Yeah, I am a serial entrepreneur. (laughs) I've been an (laughs) entrepreneur for 15 years and I've also been in the health space for 19. Um, I originally started in nutrition and fitness and really fell in love with the the aspects of weightlifting and nutrition. But then through my own journey and then working with so many women, I realized that a lot of our problems were much deeper than just knowing what to do, like knowing how to exercise or eat right. It came a lot with our belief systems and our subconscious and our stress levels and stuff. So after about five or six years in the fitness and nutrition space, I started going a lot deeper, trying to find my own answers and other pieces to the puzzle. And that helped my own process struggling from an eating disorder and like a lot of extremes and stress and trauma, and also was pretty breakthrough for the clients that I was working for too. So since then I continued to just build more on the, the mind body connection and how all of that works together, including our subconscious mind and where our belief systems are and how all of that impacts our careers, our body, our, our health and fitness, our relationships, all the things like, that's why I became so obsessed with it because it impacts everything. So I've just spent the last 19 years being committed to my own healing and journey and trying to constantly, you know, better myself and really seeing the power of that and the work that I do with women as well. I love that. That's such, I feel like the work that you're doing is such profound work. And it was one of the reasons that I wanted you to come on because I feel like there are a lot of women who walk around with so much trauma. I know for myself, I had to go through 
different therapies and I still go through them to like work through trauma. And I know that stuff really bit at my confidence. Can you tell me for that woman who's listening right now, who's, she doesn't understand like where the stress is coming from? Yeah, that's, that's the million dollar question, right? It's, it's actually crazy that most of the women who come to me and they get on a discovery call, they experience all this stress and this anxiety and self-sabotage and binge eating. Like there's, you know, a hundred different symptoms they could be presenting with. And then when I ask them, you know, tell me about kind of your life history, maybe childhood, any traumas, they're generally their first answer is I, I haven't really had any trauma. Like I had a pretty good life. Like my marriage is good. And that's always like first impulse answer. Right. But then we dig a little deeper and we start asking more questions and we get a little bit more clarity and especially several weeks into the process. And suddenly these big, huge monumental stressors, especially in earlyhood, like early childhood come up and they really shaped the way she goes through the entire like life of hers. Yeah. You know, she's carrying these wounds or these beliefs or these behaviors and it impacts everything. So that looks like, again, maybe she had a really hostile childhood and her parents were always fighting. So she was always afraid to be seen. She was in hypervigilance, like, oh my gosh, let me hide. Let me duck. Let me go away from the big, scary thing. Right. Early, early childhood. The rest of her life was pretty good. She went to college. She started a career, but yet every time she gets an opportunity to go do public speaking or, you know, present her work to the world, boom, that trigger comes back. She wants to hide. It's scary. And even though it's not related at all, it's totally different. That inner child, that core wound that was kind of wired into her brain is there constantly saying, it's not safe to be seen. You need to hide. You need to be quiet. You need to be small. And there's so many millions of examples that can happen. Um, even things like something that's really common having come from the health and fitness space is women will want to lose weight and to feel really confident and sexy and strong in their body. But if they've encountered early sexual abuse, which one in three women have, then their subconscious is saying it's actually not safe to do that. So she's carrying around these two polar opposite beliefs. One's I want to be successful and public speak and make an impact on the world, but it's not safe to do that. Or I want to be fit and confident in my body and I want to lose weight and feel really good, but it's not safe to do that. So that's in essence what trauma is and how we carry it and how it impacts everything that we do and experience. And that lives in our bodies and in our brains. It's way beneath our conscious awareness to connect those dots, but that's how trauma shapes us and how we carry it and how it holds us back in a lot of ways. So how do you help your clients to release that kind of stress? The, because I think we've heard fight and flight and freeze. We've heard that. So to kind of come out of that fight and flight, what are some steps to come out of that overwhelming stress? Yeah. So I have kind of a four pronged approach. Um, I use a lot of different modalities in my practice, but they all focus on four main things. The subconscious, which is like where 95% of your behaviors and beliefs are again, beneath that conscious awareness that you have, I use tools like site K and EFT tapping to get to those beliefs and help release and reprogram them. Then we want to work with the body because everything that exists in our mind exists in our body. So again, our body is having that physical response. When we say fight or flight, that's chemical stress hormones in our body. That's activation. That's engagement, right? 
So we have to work with the body to help downregulate those responses and those automatic triggers. That's things like somatic release, breath work, trigger point work. Um, there's a lot of different neurological tools there. We also want to work on the brain, which is where applied neurology comes in. And that is literally like a workout for your brain, activating very specific parts of your brain that are being triggered with whatever you're experiencing. So it might be chronic depression for one person. So a certain part needs to be activated. It might be chronic anxiety for someone else. So that part needs to be down activated. There's all these different parts of our brains that control different behaviors and responses. And with applied neurology, we can go to the brain, kind of test and assess how it's working through different assessments, and then strengthen things that are weak, downregulate things that are overactive. And then the final component is, of course, the regular mind, right? We want to work subconscious, body, brain. And then we also want to work on our conscious mind, too, because we want to shape our beliefs. We want to cognitively use those tools. And that's what traditional talk therapy does. But it's kind of like, to me, the icing on the cake. It's like that 5%. The rest is that 95%. So a lot of brain body-based tools to help release the tension and the trauma that's in the body, regulate and calm the system, and then rewire the brain so that you can make new choices and build new habits and behaviors going forward. That's kind of my process. And what about when somebody is in a place where they're just stuck? They feel like they can't move forward. They feel like they're paralyzed. What are some strategies when, because I can think of a coach even starting their business and that paralyzation, that fear and that stress. What are some techniques that when you're in that state to kind of release? Yeah, well, that's a really good question. And that brings me to one really important element about the work that I do specifically in the trauma space. There's a lot of self-help and personal development tools out there that you could take a hundred people in a room. They all feel that they're stuck, right? They're all experiencing maybe the same few symptoms. You give them one tool and 20 of them take that tool and it's perfect for them and they run with it and they crush it and they, they go forth and conquer, right? 25 of them are like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I feel a little better. And then maybe 50 of them, actually that just triggered them further into their fear response into dorsal vagal, which is shutdown mode. And that actually just made it worse for them because their nervous system couldn't handle that. So it's really interesting in the healing space, whether it's breath work or plant medicine, there's all these big modalities that say they're going to kind of push you and radically shift and miraculously change you. But unfortunately, if someone has chronic dysregulation, especially a lot of earlyhood Uh, early childhood trauma, a lot of dorsal shutdown, trying to push them actually just triggers that threat even bigger and pushes them backwards. So that is the cycle that happens sometimes when people exercise too hard or diet too hard, their brain says, this is not safe. So you may take three steps forward, but you take five steps back. So to answer your question, and the reason this is all relevant to your question is sometimes really being able to assess where the person's at from a neurosomatic perspective, which are the tools that I use is the most important because I have a hundred different modalities I can use, but I have to actually test and assess and make sure your nervous system and your subconscious actually responds to that positively, or else I could potentially be pushing you further into shutdown. 
And that's why when someone's in that state, when they feel stuck, that's actually a physiological nervous system state of freeze, essentially, or dorsal vagal shutdown. That is your nervous system telling you something is not safe. So maybe it's a fear of judgment. Maybe it's a fear of losing money, you know, like risking it all like entrepreneurs do. Like there's so many different fears. So you have to not only be able to identify what's holding them back, but then really have the expertise to be able to look at what tool is going to work to move that person forward. And the most important part is minimum effective dose, not pushing them too far to where they go backwards, but being able to move them forward. So the being stuck thing is really, really, really common. And unfortunately, a lot of the things people try to do to like shock themselves out of being stuck. (laughs) It may, again, maybe for that one day. Yeah. It may for that day you go out and you, you make the call and you do it scared or whatever, but three days after that, you're on the couch watching the Kardashians, not doing anything. Cause your brain and body was like, Nope, that was too scary. Yeah. You were not prepared for that. And that's where people go through a lot of highs and lows and diet exercise career. It's a roller coaster because they're pushing and then they're going backwards. They're pushing and they're going backwards. So really working at a very intelligent, progressive way and testing how the nervous system is responding real time to make sure it's not overextended. It's the most important part in every tool that I use. We use test and reassess, test, reassess. Like that's the main framework of it. Actually doing real time, like assessments with your body that we can gauge how the nervous system is responding to make sure it's good for you. That's the most important part. Do you have to work with somebody face-to-face or do you work in an online capacity? No, actually almost a hundred percent of my work is virtual like this. Cause I can have, I can guide them through each thing. Like I can have them do an assessment. There's all these cool little things that I can do video. The great thing about that too, is we record it and the, the client gets the video. So they get to go back and redo it over and over again and oh, like wow. build and build on that. So that's a really helpful part about the video world, you know, is they get that kind of as a library tool for the rest of their life. You don't get that with traditional therapy or in-person sessions. What has been in your business? What has been, would you say the place that you have list built the best? Probably Instagram for a long time. It was Facebook. Um, Instagram tends to be where I like to hang out the most these days, just because video and the the type of content there, I feel like people are a little happier there. (laughs) Facebook can be a little more serious sometimes, but it's really a little bit of everything. You know, I owned a brick and mortar for eight years in Nashville, and that was kind of how I built my initial audience. And then as I transitioned through all these additional steps, I kind of had that following that came with me and then also continued to kind of attract new people in because people really started to see the deficiencies in traditional fitness or therapy. And that was my passion. So I was always talking about it. I'm like, if you're struggling with these things, cause I was like, you should know about your brain and your nervous system. So it's been really fun to see how curious people are about it. How long does it take to rewire a habit? So with like energy psychology and some of the tools that I use, the great thing about it is from the first session, you'll actually feel a physiological difference. However, it's kind of like brushing your teeth. You need to do it over time. There's something called neurocycles. And that is basically the amount of time that it takes a cycle to kind of like run its course and completely reset in your brain. And that takes about 60 days. So when I work with people, I actually require a 90 day commitment. 
And that's because the first 30 days, they, they feel better, better, better. That 60 days is where it's, I always say it's like remodeling your kitchen. Yeah. It's cool to have the idea. It's fun to start the planning, but in that mid phase, <laughs> when your cabinets are out and like every, like the floor is ripped up, like it looks yeah. awful. Right. That's kind of that 60 day, like old habits, beliefs, fears, anxiety, like all of that is at the surface and it's not the most fun, but when we're doing it gradually and giving you tools to walk through that, it doesn't again, push you backwards. You actually build the strength to tackle those beliefs and tackle that inner work in a different right. way. Right. And then after that 60 days, you've made it through that first neuro cycle. And then that 90 days is like polishing, perfecting. And it's like, by the time people get to that, the end of that 90 days, they don't even feel like the same person. They're like, I didn't even know I could feel like this. So wow. 60 days kind of, but the change is generally every week. They're we're measuring their progress and they're, they tend to always get better to a degree. And it just keeps building the longer you do it. It's like fitness. You know, you have those newbie gains as we call it in the <laughs> fitness world, but then you also continue to train for the rest of your life and tweak things yeah. and get stronger and stronger. What would you say are some strategies that a coach who is relatively new can do to build their business? I, I honestly think working on their nervous system <laughs> um, and that I know that sounds like really cliche. Of course, I'm the nervous system person, but again, we can get really caught up in the excitement um, and the thrill of entrepreneur, like the journey of it. It can be really exciting. And that can be fun at first, but just like the neurocycle, all of a sudden you're six months in and you're like, okay, I built the website. I designed the logo. I launched the thing that was fun, but now I'm bored. And so entrepreneurs tend to like to switch gears a lot. And it's because their nervous system is kind of always seeking that stimulation, <laughs> that arousal. Yeah. And the more you work on your nervous system, the more capacity you have to sit with the things that aren't so fun to build consistency over time to show up in a regulated way. Cause especially in the coaching world, if you're a newbie and you start taking on all these clients and you're overloaded and you don't have oh. really good energetic boundaries, you can burn out so quickly. I made that mistake. I burned out so fast. Yeah. I had to really go back and look at my boundaries with clients. How was I taking things on? How was I, how was I showing up? Was I overcompensating? because of lack of self-worth kind of stuff. And I had to yeah. really get all that stuff. Yeah. And I, I was 100% there too. Like when I owned my gym, like I would see like 20 set, like 20 clients back to back to back to back and over give and over give. And that was from that same place. It was, I didn't trust my value. I didn't trust my yeah. boundaries. I mean, I used to let people cancel last minute. Now I have like the most <laughs> legitimate <laughs> cancellation policies and stuff. And it helps me and it helps my yeah. clients. But that comes from being in a regulated space. Cause you're also going to have, again, if you're in the coaching space, a uh, an angry customer at some point or an angry client, something's going to go wrong. And if you're reactive and, you know, you get really charged and you can't really ground and stabilize your response to those things, you'll feel like a victim of your business and it will feel exhausting and it will deplete you and you'll bail. You'll jump ship doing this for 15 years. I've learned a lot about the bigger you grow, the bigger your problems. So yeah. nervous system regulation is like my ground zero. It's my number one. If I wake up and I thrust myself into my day and customers and things go wrong, because I also own a supplement company 
So it's like, I have the people part and then I have the business part, like across the board, there's a lot of different things coming at me on a daily basis. Heaven forbid, I skip a couple days of nervous (laughs) system regulation and I feel like I'm in a tornado and it is not fun. I do the work, I show up and I might have hard days and bad days or whatever. It's not always perfect, but I feel like I can handle it. And that's what regulation is really about is it's about broadening your capacity to handle life storms instead of feeling like tidal wave is just taking you over all the time. So yeah, all the tools and tricks and automations and systems, all of that is important, right? But you also will be able to build that and implement that and understand that a lot better in a regulated space. And you'll have the longevity to continue to optimize those things if you start with your nervous system first. So like I refer to myself as the golden goose in my business. (laughs) And most people should look at themselves like that. The systems and the funnels, those are all like secondary, right? Like you've got to take care of you first. Yeah. Keeping your nervous system in check is a great way to do that. What would you say to that coach who's listening, who is feeling not like they're in fight and flight, but feeling like they're, they don't know what an, an unregulated body would be like. Yeah. What are some of the examples that come up? So, well, one of the funniest things that people are kind of shocked to do in this work is a lot of times people who are drawn to the entrepreneurial space kind of are attracted to that because of the intensity. It's very stimulating. It's very intense. And we're kind of replicating sometimes our childhood or old wounds. Like for me and for many of the women that I work with, very, very tumultuous, abusive upbringing, home was chaotic. That's all I knew. So I went to extreme sports and then fitness and dieting. And then, well, why not add entrepreneurship to the mix? You know, like, (laughs) let me just keep doing that. And I had my own catastrophic health crisis of burnout and chronic illness after a brain injury that I wasn't, I physically could not do that anymore, but that I would have kept doing that until I completely broke down. So sometimes people in the beginning, again, it's exciting, it's fun, but they're still in such a chronic overactivated state that if they have a day off, they can't sit still. They can't actually enjoy and be present. There's always anxiety. They're not sleeping. They're very scatter-minded. It doesn't actually feel good to be them if they're really honest with themselves. It's exciting. It's intense. It's stressful. But again, they can't actually drop down. So inability to sit still and watch a movie without being on your phone, like racing mind, ruminating thoughts. Somebody says one thing to you and three days later, you're still going over and over and over it. Like you can't make a decision. You're very indecisive. You can't commit and follow through. Those are all signs of dysregulation. Or what will often happen is people will be in that 50, 60, 70% of the time. And then as a protective mechanism, something that's called an output of the nervous system is migraine, binge eating, exhaustion all weekend, binge watching TV, can't get out of bed, don't want to be social, fighting with your partner. Your body will push you to the other end of the extreme, trying to force you to shut down. Migraines were my absolute number one thing for years and years. I would push full throttle just eye of the tiger, like all in, (laughs) never really slept, you know, and then boom, migraine. That was the only way to get me to stop. And I was typically out for two days. I had to literally close my business, close the doors, get people to cover. And for years, I didn't realize that that was my body saying, if you don't stop, you're going to die. And so those 
opposite ends of the spectrum that we tend to oscillate from can really be an indicator. And when I start working on regulation with women, the number one thing that comes up, and it's so funny, I did the client right before this call, we actually just worked on this, was this is boring. And I was like, yeah, it feels boring at first. It really does. And a big way that this presents is relationships. When women are used to toxic, abusive relationships that are, you know, love bombing and all of this right. intensity, when they know they're not good, the relationship tends to implode. They meet a nice, stable, healthy guy. And guess what? It's boring. <laughs> and so they find ways to self-sabotage. So that's such a common thing that I work with women yeah. through is their career, but also relationships that you have to learn to be okay in the stable and not chase those high intense moments all the time, because you'll again, always drop down. And whether that makes logical sense to you at at first or not, just look at your behaviors track. Okay. I go full speed seven days a week, three days, but the last week of the month, sometimes it's around our cycles. All I do is eat ice cream and watch TV and like disassociate from the world because your body's like desperate to try to like rest and recoup. So it's like your body will always find a way to try to main homeostasis. If you feel like you're in extremes on either end, you probably need some regulation work. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell everyone where they can find you to work with you? Yeah, so I actually just rebranded all of my stuff to the name brain body speak. Um, so on Instagram brain body speak, it has links to all of my websites, you know, podcast coaching, all of that. Um, and then my other company is Zen in a bottle health. And that also is a lot of products around supporting your nervous system too, because micronutrients have a lot to do with helping your nervous system as well. Well, thank you so much, guys. You have to follow this woman. You can tell that she's definitely the queen of the nervous system. (laughs) So make sure that you follow her, get some good information, and I'll see you next time. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right. So don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you. Bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening and I'll see you guys soon.